Hey guys, Blake here. Just gonna give a quick, quick, quick little disclaimer. Um, Aaron is really dumb. No, I'm just kidding. But he did not hook his microphone up the correct way. So today's episode is going to have Aaron's webcam audio in it. And it sounds terrible and there's a really bad hiss. So if it sounds bad, that's why. We're so sorry. We'll get it right next week on the episode, but we did it all and didn't realize it until afterwards when we were editing. So, enjoy. Today's podcast is sponsored by Magical Moms that also become your magical wife one day later. You got three friends. All right. What's up, guys? Me and Aaron for you today. Aaron. Aaron, tell them what's up, Aaron. What, guys? Aaron. I'm so happy to be on this morning. Aaron, you look a little... You look a little rough this morning, Aaron. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine, Blake. Are you really okay? Fucking fine. Everything's fine. Aaron, are you... Are you okay? Because you're scaring me. <laughs> You're scaring the guests? I can't. Huh? I can't. You can't what? I can't this morning. You, you just can't. You can't do what? What What can you not do? Let's... let's I can't. Blake, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you can't what, do. What, what do you... What do you mean you don't? No, I just can't. Aaron... I had... Aaron has turned An into your night. Aaron has turned into your uh, classic college sorority girl. He just can't even this morning. Can't even. <laughs> can't even. Well, tell us why you can't, Aaron. What's up? Well, I'm running off of uh, probably about three and a half hours of sleep right now. Possibly four. If I'm being generous, I'll give myself four. Not, but, uh, not sure that's how that works, but. <laughs> what happened? But we went uh, trail riding last night, and we got stuck in the mud. For those of you who follow me on, follow me on Snapchat, check out my Snapchat story. Uh, for those of you who don't follow me on Snapchat, sorry. But basically, last night, we went trail riding, and we came to this mud hole that didn't look too bad. So so my buddy Steven was like, oh, yeah, I got it. Everything's fine. I got it. And uh, Steven is an old man with dementia, so. (laughs) Yes. Glad you pointed that out. So So you shouldn't trust him when it comes to gauging whether or not you can drive through this puddle or that puddle. Don't ever trust an old man with dementia, with his death perception of a puddle. I honestly don't know why he was driving. (laughs) I don't think he's legally allowed to drive. No, yeah, I think that stopped a couple years ago. Anyway, so Steven pulls up to the puddle. And, like, he hits it and just instantly, like, back tire just sinks, like, almost all the way in. Like, it's just, like, gone. Like, oh, cool. So, uh, thank goodness we brought two vehicles. So, we strapped up his Jeep, and after... Oh, yeah, he did get a Jeep. I remember he was looking, he was looking for one whenever I was there. I remember that. Anyways, so... Yeah, he's got a nice little, you know, V6 Jeep, and, uh... 2016 sucker. So we, it took several, several tries of like just yanking the line, but we eventually got Steven out. But you know what happened? Hmm. Steven's like, oh, I hit it wrong. I can make it through there. Let God, me try again. That sounds just <laughs> like Steven. That really does. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, no, don't do it. And Jonathan's like, uh, 
Fuck it, go for it. And God, <laughs> that sounds like Jonathan too. <laughs> and uh, so he goes for it, and of course, instantly gets stuck again. Like nothing changes. It was the exact same attempt. And so this time he hooks his winch up to the other side of the mud puddle and has to pull himself out of the mud puddle the other way, then turn around, get stuck again, and then has to pull himself out again with his winch the opposite way. And I don't know if y'all ever worked with a uh, winch. I just looked out my window and it's Sunday and there's kids with like backpacks just running down the street. Those damn... Like they're missing the bus or those something. Those damn Mormons. I don't know. That's a little weird. Don't worry about it, Aaron. Don't question it. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I don't know if you've ever worked with a winch before, but it's terrifying. Especially if you've seen videos where winches, like, break and snap and come back and smack people in the face and knock their jaw off. It's... It's... That's very specific. I don't like That's it. very specific, and you said videos. So is that just like... Well, I guess it was it was just one video. Is that like... <laughs> related topics? Like... <laughs> but that sucker, like, if it snaps, what is, it's just going to come back, is all it's going to do. And it's like, if you've ever seen that one movie, the ghost ship movie, where the wire snap and cuts all the people in half, except for the little girl, because she's too, too short. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what a winch will do. You know... My thing is, I'm just amazed at the fact that he tried to do this puddle three times or two times in a 95 Honda Civic. I've never even heard of anybody <laughs> going mudding in a Honda Civic. Steven is wild. <laughs> well, it actually wasn't a 95 Honda Civic. Oh. But funny was we almost brought the Subi out there. You almost brought the Subaru out there? And it's like a 2002, and it would have been gone. Well, yeah. It would have just been gone. You know, Aaron, I think you are forever the person getting stuck with your friends. Because you remember when we got stuck, right? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's always like a big ordeal. Well, you and like, it's not like, like, just, oh, we're stuck. This is going to be easy. No. Last night, I had to crawl through the mud to help them help get, like, a, uh, a latch undone. And with you, we had to hike, like, a mile and a half. Yeah. So just to tell, like, to tell that story real quick. So we, um, if, you've, if you've never been to Buck's Pocket in Alabama, it is, uh, it's beautiful and it is completely cut off from the world. So when you go out there, you don't have cell phone service. And not only do you not have cell phone service, but the trail itself, away from even the main road, you can go down like a good two miles down it, maybe? Maybe longer? I mean, what do you think? Yeah. It's about a mile, two miles. So it was one day, I think it was Christmas break, we were in college. And my wife was out Christmas shopping with a friend of hers. And Aaron and I were like, let's go out to Buck's Pocket. And we took my Jeep, my old Jeep, not the one I have now. We took it out there. And we wanted to go out there and just kind of ride on some trails and stuff. And now, was I I being a Steven right there thinking, oh, I can get through this? Or did we just not even know it was a puddle at all? Like, what happened right there? Oh, no. You were definitely... Like, Blake Brock here got new used tires and was like, I want to test these bad boys out. They weren't used tires. They were. Were they? <laughs> they were new used tires. No way. I don't remember. Yeah, Aaron might remember the story deal. better than me. <laughs> <laughs> and you hit this sucker, it's just like, I don't even think this was like a mud pit. I think it was just like a place where the water had, you know, kind of like retreated a little bit. Like this area was usually covered in water. And I think <laughs> that it had retreated back. I honestly think that I probably, if I probably wasn't afraid of it, I probably would have gotten through it. I think I just tried to go real slow through it in four wheel drive and just <laughs> just sunk just immediately, gone, yeah. instantly. 
so we were like so anyways we're stuck and i'm trying to get out and i'm like crap well we didn't go with anybody else it's just me and aaron in my jeep no cell phone phone service about a mile away so okay here's the thing so when you get into buck's pocket um the, the the state park starts on like a regular little main road like a actual pavement road but pretty much like 10 minutes before you even get to the state park sign you don't have cell phone service then once you pass the sign you're driving for about five to ten minutes before you even make it to where the trail starts where everybody goes camping and riding and stuff like that okay so Mm -hmm. if you think about it that way we are all the way in that trail almost to the end no cell phone service nobody was with us I think my wife knew we were out there, but she wasn't expecting us to get stuck. And it was starting to get dark. <laughs> so we were like, oh, God, are we going to have to stay out here? We both had our hammocks on us, I think, though. But it was going to get cold. Oh, yeah. It was going to get cold. At that to- point in time, we always carried our hammocks And on. this is what you're talking about, about how it's always an ordeal. Like, it's it's never just like, oh, we're stuck. Like, no, it's like we're stuck, and there are impending situations going on, and we might die. <laughs> but, um, so anyways... We did what we had to do, and we got out, and we started walking. We walked all the way to the main road. We don't even know who we're going to call. Like, we don't like we don't even know who we're going to call to come get us unstuck. So, walk all the way to the main road. Like I said, now, at this point, just because you're to the pavement road doesn't mean anything. You still don't have cell phone service. So, now you have to oh, walk no, you have to... a couple more miles to, like, wherever it is when you get up out of the mountain, basically... Yeah, you have to get out of the valley. Yeah. So luckily, I think we saw a truck passing, and I think we stopped them, and we said, hey, we're stuck out there. Um, Could you just give us a lift out of this valley so we can get cell phone service to call somebody? And they were like, yeah. So we hopped in the bed of this pickup truck, and they gave us a drive probably about 10, 15 minutes away to this gas station. In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. So then we got to this gas station, and we have, like, it's one of those situations where you have, like, one to two bars, and it's constantly going out, but maybe you can make a call for a few seconds, or if you, like, hold your phone really high in the air, you can send a text message. (laughs) So we're like, who are we going to call? I think we had a couple people we were thinking about, but people couldn't come and get us or help us out. So then we, we thought of Grant Rutland with his Jeep Cherokee. Shout out to Grant Rutland. Shout out to Grant Rutland. Grant's my boy. He saved our lives that day what was that one joke that uh no we can't say the joke that grant made that one time in algebra it was pretty off color yeah let's not do that but it was pretty good though um anyways he's a good guy and granted we didn't granted no pun intended we didn't even really talk like we talked to grant in school but we weren't really like i don't think any of us really ever hung out with grant like, it wasn't like we were super close friends with him or anything. And we just hung out on the regs and we could call him anytime we needed to. So, I think it was just, we were like, well, he's got something that can pull us out. He goes mudding. Let's see it. And we call him. And Grant comes through for us, man. So, pretty much. As always. And the funny thing was like, so Grant comes and picks us up at the gas station. The gas station is almost about to close at this time, and the only reason they're still open is because we're there hanging out, and we're like, we're just our guy's gonna be here in like twenty minutes, and they're like, okay. Yeah, it was like ten o'clock. We we, we went to Buck's Pocket at like four. Yeah. And uh, it was ten o'clock before Grant even showed up to the gas station. <laughs> so Grant gets to us, and we're like, oh my god, thank you, Grant. We are forever grateful. We are forever in your debt. And then, um, so after he gets to us, we, we, we take a ride back there and I'm worried the whole time. I'm like, Oh God, like, is he going to be able to pull me out that easily? Like what's going to happen? You know, we get there and he hooks it up to my, like my bumper or something. And two seconds we're out of it. Like it's out of it. I I was like, okay. And then we're driving home. Hooked his winch up. Yeah, no, I don't think he. I think he just hooked the chain, like some straps, from his thing to ours, and then we were out. But that just goes to say that Aaron is forever getting stuck with his buddies. Never he himself, just piggybacking, getting stuck on other people. 
That's how I work. I like to get stuck with other people, if you know what I'm saying. All right. So, um, if you guys notice, now Hunter is not here. So, we did a week oh, without Aaron. Yeah. We did a week without me, and now we got a week without Hunter. Next week will be without any of us. There will still be a podcast, but oh, it's just, just yeah, it's just going to be an hour of blank space. It's going to be an yeah, hour well, of all of Aaron's background noise in his house. Yes, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. Like, we're still going to have recording. The mics are still going to be running, so you're going to hear a little bit of Blake's AC, and you're going to hear um, my roommate's cat meowing and scratching furniture and my roommates walking in the door and what talking are, real loud. It's it's going to be eventful. Yeah. Actually. No, that might be the best podcast that we have. <laughs> you go on I, the iTunes podcast app and it's just like best of the podcast and it's like episode 12 nobody everybody's background noise. I don't know. I couldn't I yeah. couldn't come up with a good episode name on the fly for that. But the nothingness of the nothing matters. Yeah, yeah. Everything in the background that matters in the Nothing Matters podcast. But, it's um, got like three million views. It's instant <laughs> hit. Like, But we're kind of like that one hit wonder where we can never make anything else get that popular. <laughs> you know? We're the Megan Trainer. We're the all about that. That's going to be the, our all about that bass. Okay. Well, she did just come out with a new song. Yeah. It's just as terrible as, as her previous song. Well, what's but. it called, Aaron? Oh, I don't. I know. rest my case. I just heard it on the radio. I rest my case. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> so yeah, why is Hunter? He's got uh, wedding stuff to do. What? How much wedding stuff can a guy have? Because I didn't have that much wedding stuff. Your wedding, I feel like Blake was a very laid back wedding when it comes to like cr- traditional like Southern weddings. Yeah. Because Josh um, Waldrop had a good bit of wedding stuff. But, like, what? My like, brother had even more. You, Josh Reigns had even more. Do you, like, what, you have a wedding shower or something? But then, like. Dude, I think they've had, like, 15 showers or something. Like, I don't know. I don't even understand. Like, there's not going to be anything to do on Saturday. Like, we get there on Saturday and they're going to be like, guys, well, we already did all the stuff for the wedding. <laughs> We've done everything. Yeah, we've spent this is just like we've spent to make twelve weeks doing wedding stuff every Saturday and Sunday constantly. There's literally nothing more weddingly that we can do today. Mm-hmm. So you guys are just gonna watch Hunter and Meredith kiss for three hours, like. Oh, okay. Oh, we're gonna have to go. What? No, I'd probably stick around. Yeah, I'd be good. <laughs> I mean, just for support, but, you know. Just to clap him on. <laughs> But I don't, like, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't understand what, there's so much, like, he's just like, yeah, guys, I got a wedding, blah, blah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, besides that, yeah. So Hunter's not here. <laughs> Hunter's not here, it's just me and Aaron, so. Hey, I'll vouch for the boy. I'll vouch for him. So let's talk. He's got some stuff going on. Let's talk about this, Aaron. Let's talk about last week. I'm gone for one episode. Mm-hmm. I'm gone for one episode. And did you go to the bathroom in the middle of an episode and you guys didn't edit it out? <laughs> no, I didn't. We joked about it, but no. Um, we did start a revolution, though. I don't know if, you've, if you listened to that. Yeah, let's talk about that, Aaron. Let's talk about that okay. big guy now that you're right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, new podcast going on called Off the Rails. It had one episode, and it was last week. Um, and then anytime Blake's not in our podcast, that's going to be the name of the podcast, is Off the Rails with uh, Aaron and Hunter. It's no longer the Nothing Matters. If Blake's not with us, it becomes Off the Rails. So Why is that? Because we have no idea what's going on, and we just babble and ramble on for about 45 minutes before we're like, all right, all right, folks. You, That's about it. Do you think that there is any relevancy that last week was our lowest rated podcast? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Do you think so? I don't know. 
don't know. I don't think that people listen to our podcast because word like travels around. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think I don't think tooth faithful listeners are talking to one another. And one of the guy goes, "Man, I don't know. There was a lot less structure, and they were going kind of crazy, and I wasn't about that." And the other guy goes, "Ooh, better stick away from that one." Yeah, <laughs> let's not venture into that anymore. I think our numbers are just generally declining. Then, if that's what's going on, and we're in, how low do we have to get? Probably, probably, I think that if we fall below fifty thousand listens. We'll probably, yeah, yeah, we'll probably shut it down below fifty thousand listens. So. Fifty thousand is kind of like the cutoff mark. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But no, so your boy Hunter's not here. Um, hey, so I never knew that you guys thought of me as, as the parent, as the glue, as the central structure, of the entity that is don't, nothing matters. Don't even give yourself a big head. Don't even. I don't have a big head. You just said yourself that you guys don't ever know what's going on unless I'm there to guide you when, with my okay, gentle when hand. When I said you were like the t- like the, the parent, I kind of meant like you were like the, the teacher for Matilda <laughs> that everybody hated. This is funny, yeah. guys. These are, <laughs> it actually makes me happy to know that most people have friends that talk crap about them whenever they're like behind their backs and they would never say mm-hmm. that crap to them to their face but I have friends that talk nicely about how much they need me behind my back and they would never tell me that to my face and Aaron I'm here for you to guide you with my with my gentle strong Indian hands shut up you're stupid <laughs> last weekend was a cool weekend for me I uh, so I went up and I stayed with my boy our boy Bad, Brad Furch Bad, bad Furch? Bad Brad Furch. No. God, bad, no. Bad Brad Furch. But, uh, dude, you miss Brad? You miss old Brad? Brad is just Brad. I haven't, I haven't seen Brad in a while. Brad is Brad, man. We, um, we are, we're doing some business ideas, startup stuff. I don't want to get too much into that. I mean, if it goes well, then you'll probably hear about it. I'm sure it might be a sponsor or something like that one day, considering it goes well. But we had... Some of that stuff going on, real exciting. We were just kind of scheming and planning and getting the fundamentals down for that. Um, and I also took my little brother with me, Bo. Bo, I don't know when Bo the last Bo. time you hung out with Bo was. Oh, at the fight, um, probably, huh? Connor. Yeah, it was probably the fight. Dude, Bo is blossoming into a beautiful young lady. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. But he really, dude, he's coming out of his shell. Bo's a new man. We had so many talks. I got closer to my brother. It was just me and my brother on a road trip up and through Tennessee. It was cool. So we spent some time with Brad. And then after we'd spent some time in Memphis, we hitched a ride. I don't know why I said hitched a ride. We were in my own Jeep. We hitched a ride from myself um, over to Nashville or Murfreesboro. And we hung out with uh, Brock Bearden. Brock and his brother Grant love those guys. God. When's the last time you saw Always Brad? Always Joyce. Man? Always Joyce. Um, I saw Brock last time I was in, uh, not the last time I was in Guntersville, but the time before that, Christmas break. We were joking about Steven being an old man with dementia. Steven's not an old man with dementia. Brock really actually is an old man with dementia. <laughs> um, but no, dude. So we had to go over and see Brock. Brock is a—I uh, think we mentioned a couple episodes ago—that he's a uh, recording engineer student up at MTSU, and he had a project going on where he needed to record an artist, and he asked me to do it, and I was the first person he ever recorded, so that was really cool. And our studio slot was from 12 a.m. to 4 a.m., so that was super weird and cool dude i check it out i had an entourage i had like i so brad called me right before we got to the studio so i was talking to brad on the phone and then we pulled up at the studio so i get out and bo and brock go to the back of the car bo picks up my guitar brock picks up his stuff that he had to bring in the mic stand and i'm just walking in front of them on the phone with brad while they're carrying all of my gear all your stuff (laughs) i was like jeez wow this is what it feels like right here 
Um, I've made it. I've made it, yeah. <laughs> I can be on the phone and people are carrying my shit behind me. Yeah, I'm a big dog. Yeah, it was beautiful. No, so that was Monday. Monday was crazy, man. So we, uh, so I got up in Tennessee. Oh, we woke up in Memphis. That sounds like a song or something, but we woke up in Memphis. Woke around. up in Memphis. Memphis. We woke up in Memphis. We woke up. We woke up in Memphis about nine. We uh, grabbed showers and then, boom, we're out on the road. Um, about three hours goes by and we get to Brock's house. Okay. So we hang out with Brock all day because that night is when we have to go in the studio. You know, So we hang out with Brock all day, chill with him, wait until late that night. Late that night, we go to the studio at midnight. We stay there until 4. 4 o'clock, we get done in the studio, and we go to IHOP, and we get some breakfast, and then boom, we're back on the road and coming home. So we pulled a 24-hour day right there. Dang, son. You didn't even take a nap? No. But, and the thing I took, is, the, I took at least one nap. No, the reason I didn't was because uh, the way I looked at it, like I had to go and drop Bo off in Albertville, and then I had to go all the way to to Birmingham to my house. And I would have rather just muscled through it and went home and slept at my house all day than like sleeping at Brock's and then waking up in the afternoon and then still having to do that long drive and then getting home late and I just didn't want to do that I just wanted to go to my empty house and sleep in my bed and I'd been couch surfing all weekend and I was sore like all the rest of the week from like I'm that's when you know you're getting old when you sleep on a couch for two nights and then you're sore for a week yeah (laughs) your body aches from not being in your own bed yeah but no um but I go to say all that because you know, I was pretty much fine the whole way taking Bo to Albertville. But after I dropped him off, that hour and a half drive from my mom's house to uh, to my house in Birmingham was the most, like, brutal drive I've ever had in my life. Aaron, I've never... No, I've never been delusional in my life until right now. <clears throat> Literally, like, so I'm falling asleep, okay, driving. And I'm just trying to keep awake. And I'm like, and like, I'm getting into that weird state where like everything I think about, I get really distracted on, and I will start having like a dream about it while I'm awake. So like, I think like I'll drive past a trash can, and I'll look at a trash can, and I'll be like, oh man, that trash can's real close to the road. And then I'll think like, did I put my trash out? And then I'll start visioning myself putting my trash out, and then like. I'm in my head it's like nighttime and I'm at my house and then boom my eyes open at and I'm in the road again driving and I'm like oh god <laughs> but here's, that's that's very scary here's the cra- crazy part about it though I was talking to myself and I'd never done that and it's it freaked me out so like I'd be like kind of dozing off I'd be driving and I remember one time I went no but that's part of the secret podcast episode and I was like what the hell <laughs> I was like who was I just because I said that out loud and I was like whoa who was I talking to? And then a few minutes. Was there a, huh? Was there a thought process behind that? I think I started. Statement? I think I started thinking about something with somebody and talking to somebody, and then that was me responding to them. Because I talk to myself all the time, but not like, not like, answering myself with a like yeah, answering a no. question I had for myself. And then and then I was like laying so there. Weird. I was riding there dozing off. I wasn't laying there. I was driving there dozing off. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like. I love you too, mom. And I was like, whoa, like, cause it was weird. Cause it would be like, I would be drifting off and I'd be sleeping. And then I would talk to respond to whoever it was in my imagination. And then me talking would wake me up and it would freak me out that I was just talking. Cause I knew what I just said. And I'd be like, Oh God, like I'm driving right now. Okay. So I just kind of had to get to the point to where I was like calling out everything that I was doing while I was driving to try to stay awake, just talking to myself on purpose now. So I was just like, making a left turn right here, driving behind this white car right here. They're hitting on their brakes, so I hit on my brakes right now. Blinking, Ooh, blinking, yeah. stay awake. And it didn't really work. But, um, so, eventually, I made it home, and I didn't die. And thank God. <laughs> yeah, and I'm here to podcast for you today. But, um... Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's pretty crazy. It was brutal, and it's scary. I know, when I, when I get like that, like I like to I have to roll down all the windows blare the music it's like full on like I'm like like 
amping myself up. I'm like, all right, Aaron, let's do this. Yeah. Let's get through this. Start slapping like yourself in the, the face. Wheel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's everybody's been there before too. Well, and like, I don't know though. It scares me more when I have somebody in the car with me though, because like, I'm responsible for their life then. Like, how mad would well, you be if you were driving with somebody and they fell asleep and wrecked the car and, you know, hurt both of you? Oh, I'd be super pissed. Yeah, yeah. I've never done that with somebody else in the car, though. It's o- it's always when it's just me. Of course. Of course. When it's just me. Because, you know, I care so much about other people. Aaron is so, so, so careful. No, mm-hmm. that's not the word. Careful is not the word. You would think careful is the word because, like, it means you're full of care, but it really just means that you're, like, precautious, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, I'm selfless. So let me take a, te- a second to tell you about our sponsor. I'm not even going to edit out the fact that I just said Tekken right there. Today's sponsor is Magical Mothers, who then become your magical wife. Aaron. Tell me if you remember when you were a small child, your mother would say, go out to my car and fetch my blah, blah, blah. Go fetch my checkbook out of my car. I don't think your yeah. mom ever had a checkbook because you're poor, Aaron. But go... I don't, uh, I don't know where you're going with this, but yeah. Uh, go fetch my... I don't know. What would what would your mother have, Aaron? Uh, go fetch my... Um, my food stamps. Out of the car. <laughs> I wasn't going to make that joke. I don't know. <laughs> Go go we fetch my EBT card out of the <laughs> out of the car, Aaron. Why why does she need it in her house? Hold on, hold on. We're ruining the sponsor right now. But if it's in her car, uh, what why is she- are we marrying? Like why are we? Why is our mother turning into our wife's anyway? I'm a little confused. Okay, well, anyways, so a little weird. Your magical mother that one day becomes your magical wife is today's sponsor. So if you remember, <laughs> your mother saying. Go out and fetch my EBT card, and whatever that out to the fetching, whatever that whatever that was to you. So you would uh, you would cram your feet into some of your mother's weird heels because those were the only things next to the door, and you would go outside, <laughs> and you would go in the car, and you would search and you would search, and you'd be like, "It's not in here." It literally, I have taken, I have unbolted the seats from this car. Ripped up the upholstery. The upholstery is actually on the seats. So ripped up the carpets. Taken out every single piece of paper in the glove compartment. The EBT card. Or whatever the EBT card was for you. Everybody has a personal, a different EBT card. That their mother told them to go find for them at one point in time. And you say, it's not here. So you go out there and you say, Mom, it's not in there. She says, yes, it is. Mom, I, I looked. Did, no, you didn't even look at all. Open your eyes. How many times have you been told to open your eyes before, Aaron? Open your eyes, boy. Open your eyes. <laughs> they are open. So you tell her it's not there. I don't know what you mean. You tell her it's not there. And she says, if I have to go out there and find it, you're going to be in trouble. So what you do is you go out there again. You don't look for it because you know it's not there. So you just stand there for like two minutes. It, just long enough for you to say that you looked again so it feels like you looked really hard. You come back inside. Mm-hmm. You're not even worried about being in trouble because you understand that you have looked with every might in your body or every ounce of might in your body. So you know that it's not going to be there. So you say, Mom, it's not there. So she, damn it, boy. Open your eyes, boy, is what she says. So she gets up again. She goes into the car. God, it's like, and, and you stay in the house. You don't go out there with her. You never oh, go. No. You never see where That'd she finds too. it from. That's, you know what I mean? That'd be too ballsy. So. No. Like, but the thing about it is, is as quick as she found this thing, she like you would have thought that she would have sprinted from the car to the house because she walks out the door, <laughs> and then comes back in and she's just like, "It's right here, it's right where I told, told you it was." was. <laughs> and I know what you're talking about because like, now that you mention it, like I I'd never really thought about it, but yeah, my mom was like that, and that's transferred onto me. So I do that with like full blown adults at work. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, get, go get me this tool, and they come back like, thirty minutes later. And they're like, I looked everywhere, I can't find it. I was like, it's there, I promise. I'm like, if I have to go in there and get it, I'm gonna be super pissed. And they're like, it's not in there. And I walk in there five seconds, I got the tool I need. Like it's right here. It's right here. Well, I think that the fact that you have become that 
means that you will be alone for the rest of your life. Because now you don't need a wife, Aaron. Oh. <laughs> Me? Damn. I still can't find stuff. So that's, I think, why the Lord gave me a beautiful lady to be married to. Dang it. You're, you're I'm just going to have to start losing all my stuff. Yeah, yeah. You need to start forgetting where everything is and not being able to find it, Aaron. But that's where this comes full circle, like I was talking about. So you think you get away from that, and you think, okay, you know, I will have the skills that my mother has had to be able to find the EBT card quickly. The skills of my mother. But you don't get those. If you're supposed to get married to somebody one day. Um, <laughs> I got him, so I guess <laughs> I'm a lost cause. I should probably st- just stop searching. No, so for real, though, I swear, though, like, I still can't find stuff. And my wife would be like, go, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's not there. It's not there. And, like, she'll be like, she'll be like you didn't even look. She'll Then that's the most offensive thing in the world, too. When somebody... Like, accuses you of not looking? Well, not, not accuses you of not looking, but just like completely downplays your looking efforts. Like, no, <laughs> I looked. I opened my eyes. My parents have been telling me to open my eyes since I was seven years old. I opened them. I looked. I held them open. And then while you're, held them open. while you're ranting and talking about how hard you look, she just picks you up whatever it is that she told you to find right there. No. Okay. You just like instantly shut up. Just... Oh. But... So, you know, hug a magical mother. Or if you've gotten to the point now in your life where you have a magical wife, hug your magical or wife. And if you've gotten to the point in your life where you've married your magical mother and she is now your magical wife. That's illegal. In some states. Yes. Um, Roll tight. So... There's there's a couple things we want you to take away from this ad. This was a long sponsor, but it was one that was well worth it. Okay, so number one, um, you're never gonna get away from it. And if you, no. but if you do get away from it, that just means that you're destined to be alone for the rest of your life. Gotcha, Aaron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Another thing is, if you ever need to find anything. Just ask your your magical mother or magical wife or magical mother wife. Just if you need to find yourself, if you are just one day just kind of down in the dumps and you don't really know who you are, say that you looked for it and ask your magical ask your magical magical mother wife, and she'll find you right where you thought you were the whole time. Mm. I don't know what voodoo they have. It's something about it's just something wired in women where women can find stuff and guys can't find stuff. I don't. I don't get it. Blake, that's fucking deep, bro. Dude, thanks, man. Dang. Man, that so... That went on way too long. Huh? <laughs> what did you say? I said that went on way too long. No, I think that it was... I think that was actually a good topic right there. I don't know why. Man. Good sponsor. So, here's the thing. So, have you guys started spring break over there yet? It's been a while since I've been I've been out of the town for a little while, so I forget when it all gets amped up. Um, last week, well, this this week that just finished was probably our first like big week of spring break. This year, there's only like last last year there was like six weeks of spring break. They were all spread out. This year, there's only like three major weeks. You remember uh, working at Moe's, and we were like, "You better get ready." You about to walk out. Get ready for spring break. And then it never really got that <laughs> It never got no, as never busy really as they said bad. it did. Like, Marie would be like, there's a line out the door here, and if you ain't ready and blah, and I'm just hard on you guys because you guys don't know what it's like at spring break, and it just like, they would, there was never a line out the door. No, it was never really that bad. It was kind of like when teachers were like, they're not going to... Uh, deal with your crap in college yeah it turns out they deal with your crap and more in college yeah they don't give a crap just like you so yeah it was about the same i think when it comes to spring break you guys are welcoming everybody but people from texas oh my goodness (laughs) people from texas dumb old texas (laughs) dumb old texas dude okay I'm not gonna lie, like, and this is this is not a made up statistic. I did the empirical math. When I lived in Destin, 
if I got somebody that was driving like a complete jackass, 99% of the time, if I looked down at the tag, it was a Texas tag. I don't know Dude, why. And like, they're like adapting, like becoming smarter, and like they're trying to take back roads and stuff. And it's oh, even worse God. because they get on the back road and they're no longer, you know, driving crazy on 98. Now they're lost and they have no idea what's going on. So now they're driving three miles an hour and stopping every five feet for no reason at all. Texans, like, don't take the back road. Yeah, stick stick with the main highway. The back road... Guys, if you vacation anywhere, back roads are for the locals. Stay off the back roads. Taking, you deserve to be in traffic. Taking the, yeah, yeah. Taking the back roads... Like, taking, taking the back roads whenever you're a tourist in a town is like being out and about in the city and thinking, man, I really got to pee, but I don't want to go to that bathroom in that gas station over there because it's dirty and gross. So I'm literally going to walk into this, this random person's apartment and just pee in their bathroom and not say anything to them. Like, Yes, that's exactly what it's like. You guys are peeing in our bathroom right now. Well, I, well, my bad. I can say R. I was, uh, I was a fellow destiner. People know me down there. People know me my name down there. Okay. Blake Brock. Yeah. If you ever go to Deskin, Deskin. If you ever go to Deskin, ask about Blake Brock. Aaron, do you have any just like what's your craziest or funniest or most absurd or or pisses you off the most? What's your best story to, uh, like, from working at Luther? So hold up. For once again, because we always forget that people don't listen from episode one, so you're probably gonna have to give you your whole job description real quick, and then give uh, us your best story. All right. Well, as y'all should know, I work at Luther's, which is a pontoon rental company down here in Destin, Florida, and uh, my weirdest, craziest spring break story. Mm. Well, it doesn't have to be spring break. Just tourist story, really. Just tourist story? Yeah. It'd have to be Billy Bowlegs, which is a made-up pirate holiday that's terrible down here. And uh, um, we had this boat go out, and I think it was Billy Bowlegs that this happened. Or this may be a different story. But anyway... Um, Regardless, this boat goes out, and we rent them. Um, let me start over. It's this big group of people. I'm not going to, you know, specify what kind of people they were. You're talking about Indian people, aren't you? ethnicity. No, it wasn't Indian people. But they get out there. And uh, I don't know why, but cops come up to pull them over, and they just all abandon ship. And, like, try to swim away from the Coast Guard. And Coast Guard's, like, picking up left and right. And you're, you're just like, what the heck? You're just going to abandon the bo- boat? Like, <laughs> so we just had a boat out there just free-floating because I guess these... These people got too drunk. And honestly, I don't think it had anything to do with ethnicity. I don't know I think about it. That was a different story. But, um, yeah, these just random people got drunk. And um, they uh, just abandoned ship because they thought they were going to get arrested and get in trouble for being on the boat drunk. And, uh, well, it turns out, you know, if you try to swim away from cops, you're probably going to get arrested too and for abandoning like a rental vessel. So that was another, that was a crazy story. Aaron, you are a terrible toy storyteller. I know. I'm pretty bad. Especially Aaron, when I'm tired. God. God have mercy, Aaron. <laughs> God have mercy on your soul, maybe, Aaron. Maybe we should just cut all that out and I should just start over. Let's, let's do that. No, you know what? I'm not going to cut it out. We're going to leave all of that in, and I want you to tell us a better story. Better story. Just okay. give us a... Aaron, you were basically indirectly racist and then didn't have a good story to even back it up right there. I didn't mean to be racist. And then 
And then, and, then, and then the people weren't even the ethnicity that you thought they were. No, that was a different story. So, all right, Aaron, <laughs> let's do it again. We'll leave okay. it in. We'll leave it in. We need a. Okay. We need another story. Do you want me to do the the ethnicity people? You want me to do them? I I guess. Is it is it worth it? That one's kind of sad. Let, honestly, let's hear it. I'm ready to cry. Come on. Okay, so. It was um, this family from Mexico. God, you're doing it again. <laughs> Just tell it. So this family, they come back and the main driver um, ends up letting his dad drive or his stepdad, one or two. And the stepdad's... Um, Drinking, and he's also he also doesn't have a license. I also believe he probably wasn't legal in this country, so he was drinking and driving a vessel. Which, for those of you who don't know, drinking and driving a vessel is just as bad as drinking and driving a car. You get the exact same shit. Um, and so the Coast Guard pulls him over. Of course, he doesn't have an ID. Of course, he didn't sign off to be a driver on our list and everything. So they. They follow it. They actually follow him in into our dock. Like he almost made it back. And they start talking to him and everything. And all of a sudden, they're just like putting him in handcuffs, handcuffs, and uh, waiting for a squad car to get there. And his wife, like the the grandmother, or something, just starts wailing and screaming and crying. It was it was very awkward. And she started speaking in Spanish and like. Screaming and crying, and you're just like, oh, okay, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so we just kind of like waited off in the distance and just kind of like hid behind each other while all this was going on. And like, until they eventually put him in a cop car and he drove away. And then she calmed down when the rest of the family was able to get her like off the docks and moving back to their vehicle. It was a very awkward situation, very weird vibe going on. But like, like that right there, like I don't understand. Like, so if you are illegal, or maybe he wasn't illegal. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually don't think maybe he wasn't. I don't even think it's safe to say whether he was or not. But no, it's not. But it's just from the circumstances, from what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Because she seemed pretty overly distraught about the fact that he, like, right. if he was just getting arrested, you know what I mean? Because, like, it's not like he's going to get his license taken away. Apparently he didn't have one anyways. Yeah, no, he didn't have a license and he was drinking and driving. But, so that's what I'm saying. That was like, what? Like, I don't understand what some of these people do, like, on vacation. Like, vacation towns... They're kind of like, all right, if you want to give us money, you can come and crap on our entire town for five mm-hmm. months out of the year. You know, I don't, I don't get what it is. Like, I, I, I refuse to believe that, like, there are this many just, like, dumb people in the world that just, like, do, I don't, just, I, I don't. A lot of people think that tourists are stupid or that, like, people leave their brains at home. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder, what, like, what is it? Like, you think people are, like, people are driving fine until they get out of their own zip code and then they just start, like, flooring it and cutting people off and <laughs> running red lights yeah. and stuff? Like, oh, not at home anymore, you know? I mean, I really, okay, so I think my theory is, so at the Red Pearl, the restaurant that I work at, um, okay, so the other day, right, check this out. Mm-hmm. This table tipped me $4, which was all that they tipped me on a fairly large ticket. And then I went to clean off their table, and it was destroyed. Not only was it destroyed, but they took... You remember the uh, the little red pepper things that was in the, uh, the General So chicken that you had that one time, Aaron, mm-hmm. that you came and ate? Like the little round red pepper pieces they weren't like it wasn't crushed red pepper but it was like the chopped red pepper right yeah well 
one of the items that they got, I think, was like a duck noodle soup. And it had a bunch of those in there. And I guess they didn't like them. So they were probably like 40 of those things. I don't know. Like it was a lot. They took every single one out. They had plates. They took every single one out and put it in a big pile, in a big little like hill on the table itself, just right there, and left it there. So whenever they left, dishes all over the place, noodles all over the place, just stuff spilled all over the table, and then I move a bowl out of the way to find a massive pile of just red pepper, like cut red pepper that they handpicked out of their dish, all of them, I guess, and just placed in a pile on the bare table, left all of that there for me to clean up. And I thought to myself, like, and I've thought this before, I'm like, is this how, like, people I, people can't eat like this at their house. Like, there's no way. And and I, I was telling, you know, one of the guys that worked there, he's like, no, of course they don't. I was like, well, why do they do that here? And he said, because they don't have to clean it up. And I said, God. He's like, yeah. And so that brings me to this weird theory that, like, the reason that people treat tables like that at restaurants or the reason that people act stupid and crazy and maybe drink and drive without a license on a rented boat because <laughs> that sounds so mm-hmm. stupid but like the reason people do that when they're on vacation is because like when you don't have to clean up the mess that you're making you're not worried about what you're doing or the mess that you're making you know what i mean i promise you i promise yeah. you those people do not like leave piles of food on their bare table at home for the woman of that house they were a chinese family so i and they they like i feel like they they seemed like they were more traditional you know so when i say the woman of the house mm-hmm. to like clean the dishes or something maybe of that family i feel like they don't leave the table a mess like that you know so right you know when you when you get somebody that comes somewhere and they get a hotel where a housekeeper comes and cleans the room every single time for them they go out to eat every single time, so somebody is waiting on them hand and foot. You guys, whenever they rent a boat from you, you guys carry their coolers and all that stuff from the boat, and then you oh, take yeah, it off do of the all boat. That stuff on. Yeah. So, like, when you're waiting on hand and foot and you don't have to do anything and none of the responsibility is on you, mm-hmm. I think people just let go of everything. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I like to call it, like, the vacation mentality of, like, you're on vacation and you feel like because you're on vacation, like nothing bad's going to happen to you and nothing bad can happen. So therefore you're like a little bit crazier, a little bit uh, stupider um, than you usually are. Like people coming up and it's like raining and there's like lightning striking and then they come up and they're like, can we still go out on our jet ski? And I'm like, why? Why would you want to do that? <laughs> It's super dangerous right now. Like, you're, you're, the probability for you get struck by lightning is significantly higher just because you're in Florida. I don't know if you know that, but that's, that's a thing. Oh, yeah. Florida is the lightning. Isn't it the lightning capital of, like, the world? I, I, don't, I, I don't know if the world I know it's is the, state, the number one. Or the, I mean, not the state, yeah. but the country, for sure. Yeah, number one in lightning strike accidents in the United States. Yeah. And these people just don't get it. They just don't care. And I don't know, like, you just see it all the time. Somebody uh, dies because they get into the current and the current pulls them under. And it's always like, well, what was the premise behind the situation? Oh, well, he was out at Crab Island and he got super drunk and he tried to swim to the bridge. I'm like, what? But it's kind of sad and it's kind of depressing to think that, like, for most of the general populace, uh, most of anybody's courtesy or consideration that they like, like the most of the reason that anyone is considerate is because they don't want to have to deal with the effects themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's kind of sad to think that most people, like, most people in the world that act like they're helping you out a lot of times or that, like, aren't like most people that aren't like screwing you over or being 100% inconsiderate Mm -hmm. to you it would you know from this 
theory right here would almost go to say that the only reason they're doing it is because it, they would have to deal with the after effects of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause it, so it's almost like vacations are almost like a social experiment. If you take a family and you put them in a new place that they're unfamiliar with and you take all responsibility away with them, as long as they have enough money, like, like it's almost like a, like an indirect we'll see. scale. Yeah. Like, like, so more money equals less responsibility. If that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah. So it's almost like a social experiment though. So you take a family, you put them into a location that is unfamiliar to them. If they have enough money, take all the responsibility away from them and do everything for them and see how much they will take advantage of that. And it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. to think, you know what I mean? Just how inconsiderate tourists and they, vacationers can really be because the thing about it is is like it's it's kind of like that um okay it's kind of like that you don't ship where you eat you know what i mean yeah there might be a guy that really gets on your nerves at work but you're not going to tell him off because you work with him and you're gonna have to deal with him every day and you're gonna have to see him so what do you do you try to be nice to him you try to be cordial with him and then maybe you even end up making friends with him because you don't do your first instinct just of telling him off and it's sad to think like Mm -hmm. that like just it's almost like humans myself included are so selfish that like even every nice thing that we've ever done comes from a place of selfishness you know what I mean like that person at work that you didn't just completely write off and tell off and you weren't a jerk to from the get-go because you didn't like them, but now you're their friend. It's not necessarily that you're their friend because you were nice and you were outgoing and you tried to become their friend. You're more so just their friend because you understood that you didn't need to create a hostile work environment for yourself, and then naturally you became friends with that person. You know? So it's sad to think that when you relinquish responsibility and... Uh, just efforts and all that stuff from somebody just how crappy like like think about it this way if we got into a time with artificial intelligence because that's the main thing right like the only reason it's a problem that these people go and tear up a table is because another human being has to clean that up Mm. so like you are being you know but then but then again more money equals less responsibility. So if I have to clean up a table, but they left a $30 tip, I'll happily clean that table up. Not so mad anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. More money equals less responsibility. It's like, a, it's like an indirect relationship. Um, but... Yeah. Well, it's just weird because, like... Anytime I go on vacation... I've never been this, like, I don't feel like I'm ever as dumb or selfish as a lot of these people are. And, like, it's not everybody. Not everybody who comes to Destin or everybody who goes to Every single person. (laughs) In Destin is terrible. No, like, we get some really thoughtful and considerate people. We get a lot of those. But... Probably the other half, or probably the other, like, 60 to 70% of the people we get down here, like I said, like, you know, that that guy who was drinking and driving, and he didn't have a license, he, like, didn't speak any English, so he didn't understand any of the instructions we gave, like, I'm probably being, probably being racist by saying, oh, he was illegal, so he probably, probably wasn't, but at the same time, like, if you don't have a license, why would you attempt to drive a vessel drunk? Like, and then why would your family let you do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Or, you know, why would you want to go, just because you're on vacation, like, go out in a lightning storm? <laughs> or get super drunk as the driver and the sole person responsible for a vessel and then abandon ship when the cops show up because you're too drunk to drive it back right i think it's also like kind of like what you were saying like earlier you said something about how people go on vacation and it's not real life it's like a made-up fairy tale land like i think it's very easy for just human beings to very quickly forget where they came from 
Like exactly. You know what I mean? But yeah. So I think that's probably why you and I, because I don't act like that either. I still try to be polite and courteous. Like I am a normal person, and I am me on vacation, just like I'm me at home. But we also have worked in the service industry throughout our lives, and you know what I mean. So who's not to say that? And not that I would want this to happen, but who's not to say that? Ten years down the road, and both of us have good jobs, and we haven't touched the service industry in so long that we might go on vacation and not remember what it was like to be that guy cleaning after cleaning up after those inconsiderate tourists. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I think that's I think that's the big thing. I think it's I don't know. I guess I guess my main theory here is that like I think a lot of people, probably myself included, are only considerate because it somehow and it somehow benefits them and makes them not look like a jerk or or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? Cuz you think these people are right. never going to see me again. So you just do whatever you want. I don't know, man. It's sad. It's sad. That is a uh That's why I like my job so much because you know, you you had to go deal with just the the brunt of really stupid people. And me Oh yeah. I just got to show up, play music for a couple hours. Everybody loved it. Everybody talked to me, bought me drinks. I got paid and went home. Like, <laughs> I got to experience the highlight and, like, the icing on the cake of tourists and stuff like that right. with my job. So it was fine. But, um, whew, man. Um, oh, dude, like, yesterday. Let me tell you about this real quick. Yeah. This just happened, like, yesterday, Saturday. Um, one of the last boats coming in, we've been waiting on them all day. They're slap drunk when they come in, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, like parked didn't park in our parking lot decided to park like three parking lots down and they have a heavy cooler and stuff like that so they tell Heath it's a big like burly like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say burly but like like a bigger like macho type dude you know like and he's like oh dude I got money I'll tip you tip you real well if you take this cooler down to our 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 truck and Heath was like Sweet, sure. Thinking, you know, maybe he'll get, like, a really good tip out of it. And he said the whole time he's pushing this cart, the guy's just talking to him about how he makes, like, seven grand a week and how he has this awesome job and blah, 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 and makes so much money. And he's like, cool. And so when they get to the car and he unloads the stuff, the guy's like, all right, thanks, man. Um, Looks around for a second flip through some, like, bigger bills in his wallet, and then he's, like, uh, pulls out a five. Just like, here you go. He's, like, he's just, I did all this unnecessarily stuff for five bucks. And while the guy decided to tell me that he makes seven grand a week and he has so much money, like, we deal with a lot of people like that down here. People. Aaron, mm. I think it's time, my boy, for Stranger Stuff. Man, it's just not the same without. It's not the same without Hunter here, man. I'm Hunter, Stranger Stuff. There you go. Now it's the same. There you go. No, this is kind of like this isn't Stranger Stuff. This is. This is cuter stuff. Aww. No, um, I found, I was looking at, uh, weird news articles, and I found an entire article that, uh, listed a bunch of shower thoughts, and I thought that I would, uh, but the one shower thought that I saw that kind of drew me in, I figured we could talk about a couple of them for a second, we got a few more minutes, but the one that I saw, I thought it was hilarious, and I thought it was adorable, and it was really true, probably, but it said, uh, it said dogs must think we're magical when we rub when we rub the wall and the room gets bright. <laughs> That's so true. Like dogs think so highly of us. They, Do you feel that way? Yeah. Well, they have like, like I can't even imagine like all the things like. So we feed them their food, but then like. They just see us, like, pulling treats out of everywhere. 
all the time for ourselves. Oh my goodness, yeah. They're like, where's he getting that? Like, and I've never seen anything. There's nothing in this world like a dog that gets so excited to eat the same food like over and over and over again. And it doesn't matter, like my dog Lily, I'll pour food in her bowl and she just like starts wagging her tail and she looks at me, like she doesn't even go directly for the food at first. She looks at me with like the deepest appreciation in her eyes, just like, thank you so much for this meal. <laughs> and then she chows down. Um, a couple of these. It's insane. A couple of these other shower thoughts I saw. Oh, this is a this is a good one right here. It says everyone would get excited if we found life on other planets, but we show very little respect for the countless other life forms on Earth. Ooh, boom. That's crazy, right there, man. Yeah. Ooh, this one says Toys R Us is closing because we all grew up. <laughs> That's sad. I don't man. think kids kids play with toys anymore. They really don't. I think like iPads and iPhones. And toys R Us should have changed got. with the times. You know what they I mean? Should have. They started. Should have started making like electronics for kids. iPhone for kids. Man. MySpace for kids. MySpace for kids. That's where you messed up, MySpace. Yeah. You didn't market to the kids. You didn't market to the kids. Man, Aaron, this conversation's dead. We're done. We've stretched this out longer than we can. I think it was your story a couple minutes ago that you tried to tell the first one. The second one was kind of better. I think they were both bad. Yeah. Like, bringing up eth- ethnicity, I should have never done that. Aaron, you can't even you can't even say the word eth- ethnicity, so. Eth- oh, yeah, ethnicity. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say words I'm, I'm, I can't. I shouldn't talk about words I can't say. Cause You're right. in the end, aren't we all just all people? We're all people. And it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are.